Welcome members across Australia to our July-August update. I'd like to start by saying a very special hello to our New South Wales and Victoria members who are coping with extended lockdowns and New South Wales who is dealing with a very volatile and unpredictable situation. The DTC team, we hope that you are all keeping safe. Like New South Wales and Victoria, South Australia was recently thrown into lockdown and as you listen to this podcast, we are fortunate to have our restrictions slowly lifted and industry is slowly transitioning to a new state of normal. The Delta strain of COVID is teaching us to be agile, responsive and adaptable. Last week, when South Australia was thrust into lockdown, the DTC again lobbied government to have exemptions applied to defence industry. During the SNAP lockdown in November 2020, we lobbied hard to have defence industry listed as an exemption. However, our attempts were unsuccessful, so we were super pleased defence industry were acknowledged as being part of the ecosystem that maintains and manufactures critical infrastructure, and so defence manufacturing was added as an exemption. Whilst the exemption was added late, and by this time I know many businesses and members had already made plans to shut down and stand staff down, I was super pleased the exemption uh, came through eventually um, and were able to make the announcement as soon as practical. I know on the Wednesday morning I spent uh, a couple of hours madly texting many members. Uh, We tried our hardest to get the message out to you as soon as we could. Our involvement and effort in lobbying for our members and for Australia's defence industry has reminded me of the valuable role that the DTC plays in the defence industry ecosystem. Many companies join the DTC because they are looking for assistance and support to help them navigate the defence sector. Others join the DTC because they want to find businesses to partner and team with for defence opportunities and help them grow their business. Then there are those members who remain being members of the DTC because they know we are here to represent their interests and advocate on their behalf when they need it. They may not need our assistance every day, every month or even every year, but when they do need it, we are here. I often liken DTC membership to an insurance policy or a roadside assistance product. Each year you pay your premium and you hope like crazy you don't need it. But that one time when the car breaks down on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere or perhaps in town in the middle of peak hour traffic in the pouring rain, you're glad and you're thankful you remember and you can call upon someone to help you. For this very reason, I'm very thankful for the ongoing support of our members. Continued support and membership from over 45 companies who have been members of DTC for over 10 years is what helps fund the overheads and staff wages needed to effectively advocate on behalf of industry as and when it's needed and whenever it's needed. Recently, I was pleased to deliver 10 plus year membership certificates to companies Plasteel, Defence Coding Systems, Formcut, Sentry Engineering and Smart Fabrication. These are companies who have endured the cost, frustration and pain of pursuing defence and they know exactly what it's like to be actively pursuing and chasing defence work for three to five years before the first purchase order is received. They are now accustomed to and understand the requirements of the sector and I encourage you to reach out to these members um, and our other 10 plus year members at our next networking event to learn more about their journeys. In addition to advocating for defence industry to be exempted from COVID restrictions, the DTC has been providing feedback to defence and government on SADI grant guidelines. 
I know many members have refrained from submitting a grant application simply because the process is too cumbersome and the overhead of completing the application far exceeds the value received. I also know a number of members have had their SADI applications denied. I have had a few members come forward about their experience with SADI and I encourage all of you who have an experience to share to contact me to discuss this further. The DTC believes there is plenty of room for improvements in, we, um, in the SADI program and we believe there is an opportunity for the DTC to play a greater active role in assisting members by being allowed to deliver grant services on behalf of members. For those of you who read the CDIC review, you will notice a recommendation was made to establish a small business advocate function in the office of the CDIC. Recently, I was asked to provide comment on this role and be involved in shaping the responsibilities of the function. My biggest concern around the establishment of this function is that it's another layer of bureaucracy that provides no additional value to the advocacy services already being provided by the DTC. We have made the recommendation there should be greater focus placed on improving the CDIC and establishing this function in defence as the Small Business Outreach Office is supposed to be. We want to see better quality business advisory reports written for members, and we want the stock standard rubber stamp report service to cease. Instead, we want the personalised advisory service reinstated where businesses receive personalised and targeted business advice that directly helps their business. We also want to see greater focus placed on the delivery of timely services and the removal of bureaucracy that delays the delivery of timely services. Our discussions on this matter with Defence and the Minister Price's office have been positively received and they are now working on implementing some of the recommendations we have made. The government's recent announcement to establish a sovereign guided weapons capability in Australia has resulted in the establishment of the Guided Weapons Enterprise Office, or now commonly referred to as the GUIO. An RFI has been released to industry seeking input and consultation, and last week an information session was held. Industry have been provided with only three weeks to respond to the RFI, and notification of the information session was given to industry with less than a week's notice. The DTC was truly disappointed with this approach to engagement, citing the reduced time periods don't contribute to quality outcomes. Our feedback was very well received by the Head of Land Systems, who has assured me the tight timeframes were driven by the PM and has also assured me that this session was the first of many engagement sessions to come. I was therefore delighted to be able to be present at this session on behalf of our members and attend the session and represent their interests. The DTC will be submitting a response to the RFI, which is due on the 3rd of August. At this initial stage of the program, government are looking for the big picture view of what capability exists and the gaps and are asking interest to industry to provide input to what the shape of the GUIO should look like. I must highlight to members, this opportunity is a very exciting opportunity for Australia and industry broadly. It is the very first time we have seen government state a defence capability objective that clearly includes Australian industry as part of the outcome. Any members who have a particular interest in being part of the program should contact me. In the meantime, I'm pleased to advise we are in the process of arranging a member-only Guided Weapons Enterprise briefing in October. This will be the day after our annual dinner and it will be an in-person briefing with the Head of Land Systems. 
This will be a fantastic opportunity for our members to engage directly with the GUIO, to ask questions and have quality engagement. This, is, this again is another fine example of how, how the DTC is continually working on behalf of members to, to bring opportunities to members. As I said at the outset, the DTC now has members across Australia and with the recent COVID events unfolding across our nation, I was disappointed we had to cancel our interstate events in Canberra and Sydney. The Canberra BD, event, uh, BD After Five event has been postponed to October the 5th to work inside with the rescheduled date of DNI in Canberra, which is now the 6th and 7th of October. We had previously arranged for a BD After Five to be held in Sydney and hosted by our member Sydney City Marine. Uh, we are now liaising uh, with Sydney City Marine and watching the events of Sydney very closely so that we can reschedule and lock in a new date for this event, so stay tuned. Just a reminder to all of our, um, to all of our members to watch um, our event schedule online. It's, um, all of our events are uh, listed on our website. So make sure you bookmark our website and uh, keep a close eye on that. Also make sure that you're following us through LinkedIn so that you can receive timely announcements um, and events um, as things unfold. As we're speaking about events, now's a good opportunity for me to remind you about our upcoming events. We have Leadership in the Zone scheduled for the 25th of August, uh, Defence Leaders Breakfast scheduled for the 23rd of September. Um, as usual, our Defence Industry 101 uh, sessions are continuing on a monthly basis and at the moment these are continuing online until um, otherwise specified. Um, a big shout out to uh, Dinner and Awards. As you know, our dinner is scheduled for the 20th of October and nominations have now closed for the DTC's awards. So uh, we've actually received um, a significant number of award nominations. So I think this year's uh, announcements are going to be pretty exciting uh, with some very strong contestants in the mix. I'm really excited also to announce that, uh, again, like the last, cat, um, last couple of years, we have appointed an independent panel of judges outside of the DTC. So these judges have been select, uh, selected from industry and government to, to judge all of, the, um, all of the applications and not even I will know uh, who the winners will be until the night. Lastly, uh, it's an opportunity for me to make some special announcements. I'm really pleased to announce Tim Dore has been appointed to the role of Director of Member Services for the DTC. Tim brings to the DTC many years of defence industry experience, especially from the aerospace sector. He'll be responsible for the delivery of member services. So if you have feedback on services or suggestions for improvements, please simply call or email uh, Tim to discuss. Uh, shortly, Tim will be joined by Alona Klomp, who will be joining the DTC on the 9th of August in the role of Membership Coordinator. Ilona will be the primary point of contact for membership inquiries and membership administration. She joins the DTC from the DS and VS and brings to the team great experience in managing Defence Industry Security Program. I'm also excited to announce Kristen Galdes, who has been appointed to the DTC to the permanent role of Event Coordinator. Kristen replaces Elizabeth Gilbert, who has, whose contract expired in July and who's now working for the Adelaide City Council. 
Kristen uh, will be responsible for coordinating our events. So you will definitely see Kristen uh, at our next Beatty After Five and also our future events. Uh, she's joined the DTC from uh, Business SA and brings some great uh, membership organisation experience to the DTC. Following the uncertainty imposed upon the DTC from COVID, we refrained from recruiting to the vacant positions until we were confident about operating the DTC in the new complex and volatile environment. As I said earlier, I believe it is imperative we are adaptable and flexible, and this cannot be achieved by starving the business of valuable people who are needed to support our members. So I am truly pleased we are almost at the end of our staff changes and the team are now focusing on delivering much valued services to members, including uh, coordinating scheduling our much loved and uh, valued uh, BD After Five events and our industry briefing sessions. Uh, the team are also now focused on implementing a new member management system and preparing for the most important event of the year, our gala dinner. On that note, don't forget the gala dinner is scheduled for the 20th of October. So keeping your fingers crossed, although hopefully we won't have to keep our fingers crossed because we'll all be fully vaccinated and the event will go on. So put the date in your calendar and I look forward to seeing you all there. So now's the time to start dusting off the tuxedos and ladies, now's the time to start going dress shopping. Uh, thanks for listening to this, uh, this month's podcast. I hope you're enjoying the format and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.